Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Spooksters, and welcome back to this month's listeners episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. And we are super excited because these are always some of our favorite episodes to record, and we got plenty of awesome stories in this month. We have 10 pages full of stories. Fucking so many. But don't worry. Um, We picked a few we are going to read, and we'll save some more for next month and go from there for that. But before we dive in, of course, we are just going to chat business and a new giveaway and drinks, and then we will get to reading your guys' spooky stories. Yeah, let's do it. So, giveaway, giveaway. Our true crime book one just ended. So, again, shout out to Jessica for winning I'll Be Gone in the Dark. So, congrats to her. So for this one, since we're about to kick off into a spooky season, because, you know, tomorrow's September, or not tomorrow. I'm ahead of myself. Sorry, guys. Next week. Not tomorrow. Sunday? Sunday? Soon? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is <laughs> September. <laughs> I had to. I was I had like, to. are we on Family Guy right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday will be September 1st, so... For everybody, you know, that's kind of spooky season kickoff, all that good stuff. Us, we've are, we're already in full mode. I'm in spooky season all year round. It's true. But reeling this back in, giveaway. We are, if you have not seen on the socials, check it out, but I will tell you what's going on. We are giving away a full care package box, whatever you want to call it, of spooky season Halloween goodies. There is going to be all kinds of awesomeness in there for you. And that is going to include a Halloween spooky themed movie that Jessica and I are going to pick some candy or treats, some kind of like fall themed self-care items like bath bombs or something, you know. We'll see. Or if a male spookster wins it, we'll we'll get something, you know, that you can use. Live your best life. Right. I mean, they might want bath bombs too because bath bombs are amazing. You might. You might. They might change your life. And uh, also a Starbucks gift card and maybe some other little goodies hidden in there. All kinds of shit because we're here for the spooky season. Now, to enter, there's no questions. There's no posts. There's no sharing. There's no nothing. None of that. All you got to do is join the Spookster Club. Mm-hmm. And to do so... You can join at any tier. So you can join at our $1, 2 5 or $10 tiers, whichever you would like. We have that open for all tiers. And this actually started in August. So it started this month. So if you join today, you will get an entry for this month. And then you will get an entry for September as well. So that'll get you two entries. Amazing, right? But if you have to wait till after the first, no worries. You will still get one entry. Super, super easy. And of course, that link is in the show notes. It's in our link tree, or you can hop over to patreon.com slash three spooked girls. And we are going to be running this through September 30th. And we will announce the winner on our October 7th episode. So right after the listeners episode that following Monday, 
we will give a shout out on who has won and we have it set up so we can get any of their new patrons. Um, we get your mailing info. So we have the best place to send that out to. And yeah, so that is super exciting. So yeah, go enter, support the pod, all that good stuff. All right. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. You can find all of our social medias down below in that link tree that I was chatting about. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we are also on the Podcast Junkie Discord. Come hang out. Jessica hasn't really learned Discord yet. I'm still teaching her. But she's on Twitter and all that other fun stuff. So you can chat with her there. I know how to use Discord. It's just I have to do the Slack one for work. So it's like (laughs) triggered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, God, I got to answer this. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Come hang yes. out. Come hang out. Um, That's in the show notes below. And hello and welcome. But yeah, that's really all I got for business going on. So, Jessica, what are you drinking? Well, it's summer still. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Very soon it will be fall. But for me, it will be summer until it is Christmas. So, you know, because I live in fucking California. Yes. We don't have seasons. We have two. Yes. We have hot as hail and cold as balls. Fact. I like that it can be hot as balls and cold as balls. Right. Like, balls apparently have like polarizing temperatures. They do. They do. But I digress. We're going to get into some listener stories soon. But Tara, what are you drinking? You didn't say what you were drinking. Damn it. I forgot. <laughs> I am a little hyper. I am drinking a Tito's lemonade because it's summer still for, you know, a minute. This is your last time you can drink that on the show for the season. That's bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. It is going to be fall the next episode. So you need a fall drink. Figure it out. Damn it. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll do cranberry then Tito's. (gasps) Ooh, cranberry lemonade Tito's. Ooh, there you go. That's fallish. You're welcome. For me, I picked up another bottle of 19 Crimes wine. Of course, love them. Hadn't had in a while. So I went and got the Uprising red wine. It is delicious. I've drank it before. And if you guys haven't, definitely try them out. They have a lot of good ones. They have a Chardonnay if you're more on the white wine family. And also download the Living Labels app because they tell cool stories. So yeah, super fun. Super, super fun. Ooh. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and dive into stories. Jessica, I'm going to give it to you since you got our first one for tonight. Yes. This comes from an anonymous listener. Yes. So it's like cloaked in spooky, you know, mystery. Yes. Okay. This is called The Man in Black. This is probably the most common spirit people see. Everyone describes him differently, but most accounts, he's a man in solid black. He is a recurring theme in my family. It starts as far back as my mother. As a child, she shared a room with her sister. Every night for approximately two years, a man in all black stood at the foot of her bed. Her parents weren't the kind to be okay with crying kids in the middle of the night, so she came to terms with him being a part of her daily routine and learned to fall asleep as he stood at watch at the foot of her bed. It wasn't until about 10 years later when my mom and all her sisters went on a trip together and they were talking about being kids and my mom mentioned the man in black. My aunt went white and said she knew the man and she had also seen him every night during the time period but never said anything because she didn't want to scare my mom, her younger sister. Now we go to my brother. We're a Southern family who lives for deer season. Well, I'm a Northern California girl who every year deer season disrupted her high school. So, <laughs> yep. Philia. 
Hunting is a huge part of our lives and looked forward to by everyone. We plan all year for it. My brother, at about 14, suddenly didn't want to go. He no longer wanted anything to do with it unless he was sharing a stand with someone, which was super odd. We all pried him for more info, but he just said he didn't enjoy it anymore. Three years later, at 17, he finally broke down to my mom. He missed it so much and wanted to go back, but he was afraid of the man in black. He says the season he turned 14, a man in black started following him into the woods. He'd yell at him, shout at him, and after the first time, he realized it wasn't a human man. He knew from church and growing up spiritual that it was a spirit. He would go to his deer stand and the man in black would just stand there in the woods below his stand, sometimes walking behind the trees and peeking at him or just staring at him. Naturally, he couldn't hunt anymore because he was frozen with fear and wouldn't take his eyes off the man in black. It happened a few more hunting trips and he quit after that and didn't go back until 17. As far as I know, he's still an avid hunter and hasn't encountered the man in black in the woods since. The man in black has shown up several times in our house over the years as children. My mom would usually spot him and knew it was a sign that there was something in the house that shouldn't be there, i.e. demonic movies, books, items, etc. I'm sure I have plenty of other men in black stories. I'll have to sit and try to pinpoint them all, but these two always stood out the most. That's it. Spooky. Yeesh. I've never really heard of the man in black yelling at people before. Mm-mm. Typically just lingers like like a creepy ex-boyfriend. Right. Right. Please don't yell at me. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break to thank our new patrons that we got in the Spookster Club. Give them a little shout out. So we just want to say a huge thank you to Shannon, Jamie, and Destiny. Thank you guys so much for joining the Spookster Club and supporting our podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Okay, so our next story comes from Marissa. Thank you, Marissa, for sending this in to us. She starts out with, for real, weird shit has happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our club. Right? Welcome to the club. When I was around eight years old, my room was at the very end of a long hallway, and my parents' room was on the opposite end. Right next to the door was an opening to the living room, and the other side of their room was my little brother's room. It was set up like a T. One night I woke up in the middle of the night and started walking down the hallway towards my parents' room. I shit you not, there was a ghost of a dinosaur that walked straight from the living room into my brother's room. It was bigger than an adult, but still small enough to fit in the house. It was like a small triceratops. I vividly remember this. I went back into my room and shut the door like, what the fuck just happened? Enter laughing emoji is what she did. (laughs) I mean, that's the kind of ghost you want to see. Right? That sounds amazing. If I ever saw a ghost like that, I'd probably be laughing too. So, My grandpa died in 2009, and we lived on the same five acres. There was my parents' house, and they also had a barn that had an apartment on the second floor. Then his house, and he had a huge shop with an office. Days after he died, my ex-husband and I were in the office where he spent most of his time, and we were looking for something. Can't remember what, but we came across a huge stash of quarters. I jokingly said to my ex that we should take them because I have a lame sense of humor, and then the lights flickered. We were in there for like 10 minutes and the lights would flicker immediately after I brought up the quarters. It wasn't steady flickering at all. It was right on the dot. My grandpa had a very unique smell. Like, he had a strong smell and it wasn't necessarily bad, but he smelled the same from when I was a child all the way through when he died. I never smelled that smell other than on him. A few months after he died, I was walking through my parents' garage and that scent hit me like a brick. So I used to live in the apartment above the barn. I was adamant about turning off the lights. I still am. 
My dad never believed in spirits, but also a few months after my grandpa died, my dad saw out the window through the glass door at 10 p.m. and saw lights upstairs in that apartment. And he thought to himself, damn it, Marissa, because I was out for the night. (laughs) He went up to put on his shoes and then he came back out when he saw through the back door that the lights were off. There was nobody else there that night. Another time, I woke up in the middle of the night in that apartment and saw a man in his mid-twenties standing at my doorway. I had the door open. My ex-husband was sleeping next to me, and I tried to scream and move my hand to slap him awake, but I was completely frozen in fear. That man walked right over to me and started to bend over just looking at me, and I was able to close my eyes real tight, and when I opened them, he was gone. He looked just like my grandpa did when he was younger. Same apartment. One night, my computer turned on by itself in the middle of the night and started blaring a music video on YouTube for a song I'd never even heard of. No one had touched the computer in hours. My one-year-old had a toy ball that would light up and start playing music when it was tossed. My bedroom door was connected to the living room, and I had it open. Then, in the middle of the night, it shot across the living room from one side to the other while lit up and music playing. My one-year-old was in her crib. I was also in college for my master's degree, and I used to babysit this 12-year-old girl. I had a textbook open, and I was on the couch reading it. My daughter had a poopy diaper, so I put the book down on the big cushy armrest so I could change her diaper, which I did in my room on the bed. The 12-year-old came in with me. When we walked back to the living room, the book was still open to the same page I was on, but it was in the middle of the living room floor, a solid five feet from the couch, and there was no thud or anything. That little girl was so scared, she never came back. Shit, I wouldn't either. Fuck that. No, thank you. (laughs) Then one time I was walking to that apartment door from my car when I got to the little sidewalk that connected to the driveway, I heard a woman whispering. It was clear as day, but I had no clue what she had said. I looked around for my mom since she was the only other female living there, but her car was gone. I thought to myself, okay, I just heard something. Well, a few days later, I was walking from my car to my door after I got home and heard the same exact whisper in the same exact spot. Again, my mom wasn't around. I told her about the whispers and we decided I should call a psychic. That man had nothing but my first name and said so many accurate things that you can't even Google. At the end of his reading, he said if there was anything specific I wanted to know. I only told him I heard whispering. He said, you heard it next to your car, didn't you? And then he told me it was my grandma, my mom's mom, trying to warn me that my speeding was going to get me into an accident where I'd die if I didn't stop. And he told me to take a different route to work for the next two weeks. He described my grandma perfectly and even knew how she died. I was shook. A couple years later, I woke up in the middle of the night to a dog growling, like viciously growling. I was terrified because I was in a camper parked outside my in-law's house and all the dogs were in the house. And they also had tiny dogs with little tiny growls, like chihuahua status. This growl did not come from a chihuahua. I thought the dog was going to maul me, but there was no dog there. I tried to move or scream, but I couldn't. I told my husband the next day what happened and he said they had bigger dogs before, but they had died and were buried under where the camper was that we were staying in. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And that is Marissa's stories. It's freaking crazy. Right? Sounds like she's a, sounds like you're a magnet for things. So welcome to my life. Right? Welcome to the club again. (laughs) Okay. This is another story from our anonymous person Mm -hmm. this story is called the story that scared me the most to hear (laughs) i have a lot of apostolic family members so when they get together which isn't often because they fight like cats and dogs their spirit stories are chilling a favorite is from my mother's sister 
They have traced their lineage all through their Jewish roots and swear it's an inherited trait. That's why they all see and hear stuff so often. I mean, that happens. Mm -hmm. It's also why I stepped away from the church. I have seen and heard enough that I don't want any more of it, and I don't want my kids to deal with it. Her and another aunt both corroborated this story, which I think is why it scares me so much, as the corroborating aunt is a career nurse who is as logical as they get. The story goes, Aunt E was living with Aunt P and her husband, who we'll just call Uncle. Aunt P and Uncle had a toddler at the time. Aunt E's room had an attic access in it. She was praying in her room one night before bed when the attic door starts to ease open. Her initial reaction is intruder and she's ready to bash whoever is about to come down because she's one tough cookie. It takes her about two seconds to realize that whatever is coming down isn't human though. She grabs her Bible and starts praying immediately. It's the man in black. Oh God, he's back. Oh no. He makes his way across the attic As she's clinging to her Bible, terrified in bed, he calmly walks across the hall and into the toddler's room. No, come back. Don't go in there. As soon as he's out, she rushes into Aunt P's room and alerts her. And that's when the toddler starts crying. This is where I forgot exactly what happened. But if I remember correctly, there was a physical altercation and scuffling between someone and the man in black. I think the story scared me so bad that I tried to forget that I'd heard it as it has given me an unhealthy fear of attic doors. I mean, rightfully so. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's the story. Oh, my God. There was a physical. No, don't touch him. Mm -mm. I mean, unless he's going to touch your baby, then then yeah, touch him. Yeah. But besides that, fuck no. Run the fuck away. Get yourself some crystals. Shit. For reals. Call Sarah. Call Sarah. Yes. Okay. Well. I'm going to wrap us up here with our last story from Junior. I'll just warn you guys now, this is about clowns. So ah. if you're not a fan of clowns, you can uh, turn it off now. That's fine. Or skip ahead maybe like five or so minutes closer to the end. Why not? Okay. So Junior writes, the clown at the foot of my bed. I want to preface this by saying I'm not afraid of clowns. I find scary clowns hilarious, not terrifying. Well, good for you. <laughs> So when I say I was terrified that there was a clown sitting at the foot of my bed, don't take this the wrong way. It wasn't that there was a clown. It was that I couldn't see it, but I knew it was there. I was a teenager. We had, by this time, moved into our little McMansion a few blocks from our old bungalow, so my sister and I could have larger bedrooms in a bigger yard. I was probably around 14 or 15 years old at the time. I don't know how long I'd been asleep. I always had trouble sleeping at night, often waking up because of heartburn or just not being able to sleep in the first place. This time, though, this time was different. I was on my back, in bed. That write-off was weird. I normally don't sleep on my back. I couldn't move anything, and a growing feeling of dread and terror was growing inside of me. And then I could sense it. Sense it, but not see it. It was definitely there, though. A creature, about three feet tall. I just knew it had a painted face and one of those puffy bodysuits. And it was watching me, just crouched there at the foot of my bed and watching me. Waiting. Waiting for something, but I didn't know what. Hell, I couldn't even see the damn thing, but I knew it was there and it was watching. I tried to scream, but all that came out was strangled gasps. I wanted to breathe. I wanted to make it go away. Ask it what it wanted. Get it to show itself at all. My leg twitched, and the spell that held me was completely broken. Almost immediately, I was relaxed. I could feel my arms and legs again, and I could breathe. 
The fear evaporated almost as quickly as it came. I rolled over, flicked on my lamp, and got a glass of water. Sleep paralysis is a little different for everyone. For some reason, mine, like the night terrors I used to have as an adult, just seemed to go away as soon as I was able to force myself to wake up. There was no lingering fear of terror, and my brain always seemed able to immediately parse exactly what happened. But for some reason, the fear, the anxiety hangs with them, just like it does with a normal panic attack. Oh, God. And now I'm glad I've never dealt with sleep paralysis. Fuck that. Me too. Goodness. Well, those are our four stories for the month of August here that we're wrapping up. Like I said, we got tons and tons of stories. So next month is pod anniversary month and October is October. So keep the stories coming. Maybe we'll read some more. You know, you know, we might have some other stuff. You never know. Yay! But thank you guys so much for sending those stories in. We really appreciate it and we love reading them and we love that you guys interact and share them with us. If you are listening and you've never sent us a story but would like to, you can send that to our email. That is just threespookedgirls at gmail.com or you are welcome to DM our socials as well. But email's easier because then you don't have the annoying word count and all that great stuff. But you can always reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter to snag our email there too if you would like it truth so yeah um i think that's really all we had so thank you guys so much patrons tune in because later this week you got your uh bonus episode coming and you will find out on friday (laughs) a little teaser you'll have a little teaser on what the topic is so you might figure it out but for everybody else on saturday that episode will go live and find out what it is and you can come hang out over there if you'd like yeah all right we will chat with you on thursday for our next stabby snippet bye guys bye guys